1: to South Coast tonight. Hi, besties. I'm Jess. I'm filling in for the boys. Uh, just an update. The soul fruit fly that is here in the studio continues to harass me. It's hanging out on the microphone right now. I'm not kidding. It's just, it's right in front of me. I'm 100% convinced it's the exact same one that has been here for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, he's just getting dangerously close to me. I want to kill him, but I can't kill him because now I've like, I've made him more human I even named him. I think I named him Kevin. I don't know. He's here. He's driving me nuts. I can't deal with it. Besties, we need to talk about... um George Santos, um, he's finally uh, going to be getting um, charged or federal prosecutors are charging him. We don't know what these these crimes are because it's a sealed um, indictment. But I think that's taking place tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more about George Santos and the litany of lies that he has just spewed for the past year, including that he graduated college, uh, that he owned multiple properties, that he worked for Goldman Sachs, all of which are not true. Um <laughs> that's wild. And he got elected. Amazing. Democrats can do anything. Let's go to the caller who's been waiting. Hey caller, thanks for holding your live with Jess. Maybe. <laughs> Hold on. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding your live with Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi.
2: Oh, you're making me laugh about that fruit fly. You're so funny. I don't
1: know what to do. It's just—it's
2: here. here. Is it's, it big? No,
1: it's it very its big? very tiny. It's right in front of my face again.
2: Like I just, it's, <laughs>
0: it lives here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Tim tim said that it almost went in his mouth. His mouth oh, someday. yeah. I, <laughs> it's
1: coming on my face. And I'm like, I want to, I know if I put some effort, I could kill it. I just don't think I can now.
2: You want me to give you a hint? Yes. Listen, this really works, but nobody wants to listen. Well, uh, one time, I had a little fruit fly thing going on, and I, I had bought a thing of uh, ginger beer by Goya, and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't my cup of tea. I did the wrong thing, so I put it in the in a cup in the sink. And was gonna get rid of it, right? And guess what? The fruit flies the fruit went flies to. Flies were all inside the cup. Yeah, the next day.
1: Well, I am eating um, canned peaches. I know that's just weird, but I just I love canned peaches, like you know, like fruit cocktail style canned peaches.
3: Oh yeah, and
1: I have them in a cup. And I'm just gonna put them underneath the microphone and see what happens. He might, I don't. I don't know what else to do. I mean, so you're saying Phil? So everybody is kind of dealing with this one fly, right? It's he. He's part of the team here at WBSM now. I'm gonna draw a picture of him. I heard
2: Tim. I heard Tim say Tim. it, but nobody else. Oh my God,
1: it's a, <laughs> it's a problem.
2: Anyway, let me let me let me make a comment. Um. I can't. I didn't follow this whole thing on that woman, but yeah. it sounds. It does sound very absurd. And and what you just put on that little that little uh bleep about From the what she show? said. Show, yeah, yeah. That's that's strange the way she said that. Because rape to me is that the rape is a man forcefully getting on top of you and raping you right. and and penetration. Right. Right. Well,
1: they didn't. They weren't. She could not remember whether or not. I mean, we can't get too graphic. It's a nighttime show. She couldn't, she could not determine whether or not his penis had penetrated her. She couldn't tell. She couldn't see. She, she could not. So because of that, they could not convict him of actual rape. And it's not a conviction. It's just a civil case. Um, but she didn't have enough of a, like a, a story about that. Um, and I just think it's crazy that she even had that notion that most, most people think of rape as sexy, and most people think of rape as a fantasy. Um, now I'm not going disc- to say that people, some people don't, because I know that some people do, but in the,
2: in no, whole, men. Some, maybe
1: some men do, but yeah, I don't think most women do. There, and I know I've I've looked into this. That some women do as well, and I, that's fine. That people have their own kinks and all of their things. But <laughs> this is this is a woman that was raped purportedly, so she shouldn't be. She, she should not even be thinking that way. And the fact that she was is just really crazy to me. It just didn't, none of it seems legit. Um, but, but it's so long ago, too. Yeah.
2: That's the thing.
1: Yeah. And she also how had the they, second how- accusation with Les Moonvez, another millionaire, uh, who, you know, assaulted her in an elevator, um, in a hotel in downtown Manhattan as well. What are the chances?
2: But how do they even allow that. And so long ago, I thought there was a statute of limitations. So
1: there was a one-time uh, law, there was a law that went into place that she advocated for, she held press conferences for uh two years ago in New York to get people the ability to file any charges regardless of the statute of limitations, regardless of how long ago it was that they had one year to file charges against anybody. Egene Carroll was holding press conferences talking about how this should pass, this bill should pass, the bill passed as soon as it passed, the very next week she went and filed charges against Donald Trump. It was literally as if they created this bill just for her so she could go and file these charges against him. And it was a one time deal. It, it, you can't do it every an, anymore. It's done.
2: Wow. What does she look like?
1: So it's an interesting thing because I've seen the clip of the deposition with President Trump back when this purportedly happened. The time frame, I would consider her to be very attractive. As a matter of fact, the president said he had never met her. He didn't know who she was. There is a photo of them at some sort of public event where she and her then-husband and Donald Trump and his then-wife, I think it was Ivanka at the time, I mean, yeah, Ivanka, yeah, Ivana, oh, right, Ivana, um, at a, at this event. It, it looks like a paparazzi shot, right? And so during his deposition, they showed him this picture and they said, you know, who are who in, in these pictures? And to E. Jean Carroll, he said, oh, that's my wife. She was blonde. She was attractive. And so they they were basically saying at one point, looking at her now, he said, she's not my type. I would never find her attractive. Back then, she was she was pretty attractive. I mean, she was blonde. She's tall. Um, she said that wearing high heels, her and Trump were about the same height. Um, so, I, you know, he made a mistake. He looked at it. He thought it was his wife. It was actually her. Today, I mean, she's, you know, she's just. I don't know. She's nothing good-looking or anything, but back then, I would I would say she was somewhat attractive.
2: He's getting himself in a big mess, though, with all these women, but you know what? I did read that when he was growing up, he was into women big time, and he didn't want to go into service. Mm,
1: I mean, he listen... He liked
2: this woman. He was a womanizer.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some men are, <laughs> but he did... That doesn't mean that he rapes people. You know what I mean? Like, is he there's another video that's going around around the same time where he Trump walks into a room at a party and women are just literally throwing themselves at him. I mean, he was a, a very popular, very attractive, rich uh, businessman in New York, women loved that um he loved women doesn 't mean that he 's a rapist doesn 't mean that he raped this woman. Um, he right. could be a womanizer he could go from woman to woman, he could have mistresses. he could do all of those things doesn 't mean that he 's a rapist. On the contrary, back then, did he really need to rape anybody? It looks like the line of women that were you know waiting to sleep with Donald Trump was long uh, and there was no shortage of available women to him so i just i i've never bought bought it from the beginning um i think that they're exploiting that he it does love women you know he's a a womanizing style type of guy but that doesn't mean that he's a rapist
2: i've got to look all those, go ahead. all those guys out there they all have that problem with the woman mostly all of them do
1: yeah well
2: power power and yeah, all that goes together sure. i guess yeah
1: look at bill clinton i mean
2: everybody oh, forgets yeah. all
1: about bill um, the, the, for, for some reason, the, well, everything Bill did and the mistresses and Jennifer Flowers and uh Monica Lewinsky—that's all. Nobody cares about that. Just, just Trump. I'm going to take the next call. Thanks, Bestie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, just. Uh, all right, hold on. Let's try this. All right, let's try this. Hi, caller. Well, you're I live.
3: I, see if I could um speak my opinion on the topic that's going on on 1420 with mm-hmm. Jeff.
1: Yeah, go ahead. This is me. You're live with Jess. Just lower whatever you have going on in the background.
3: Okay, hold on one second. Sure thing. Alexa, off.
1: (laughs) Okay, you're good. You're live.
3: All righty. Well, I just wanted to uh, comment on the story during the first hour with um, the president. And just to mention, I have been looking um, at the New York Times, and there have been... (laughs) According to the New York Times, who I firmly believe is a credible source, so many presidents that have had accusations and um, have actually are guilty of different arrays of sexual misconduct. And for some reason, the United States right now is fixated. Well, I shouldn't say all of the United States, but majority or there are many, that are fixated on Donald Trump's behavior. They seem to forget Clinton, and they seem to forget Kennedy. And actually, according to the New York Times article, it even goes back to Washington, Mm. where presidents have had children out of wedlock. They have... things have gone on. And I I just can't comprehend why this fixation is the way it is because it's does not anyone have a memory or is not anyone able to look up anything in our history this is not the first time men unfortunately like you said previously they can fall victim as much as women can and i just find it very disheartening Mm. um and that's that's basically what I well, wanted to say. Well, you were
1: probably on hold or calling in while I was ending that call with the previous caller. And I said, people forget about Bill Clinton. And and you're mentioning it, so I don't think you had heard it. But I had just said the exact same thing. Um, oh, it, yeah, no, I did yeah, not. Yeah, you, you know, I was thinking the exact uh, same train of thought as you. You know, they're hyper-fixated on Trump um, and exploiting everything. You know, and like I just said to the previous caller... Yes, they can be womanizers, right? They can have mistresses. They can have multiple partners. They can, you know, have children out of wedlock. That doesn't make them rapists. That doesn't make Trump a rapist. Um And I also said, too, that, you know, he, he, why would he need to rape somebody when women were throwing themselves at him at that time? Um, And I'm not saying it as an excuse. I'm just saying there's far more motivation for people to lie right now in 2022 three about Trump and what happened 30 years ago than there ever has been. You know, they want to tarnish his his record, his history, his legacy. And they're, they're going across the board. You know, they have this. They have the Stormy Daniels thing. They have the elections. They have, um, you know, all of these other things that they're kind of throwing at him, uh, the Mar-a-Lago, the um, the uh, uh, classified documents. documents they're just yeah. really just throwing everything and seeing what sticks but what it does is they think it's just going to build a big enough of a profile that he's just a terrible human being to try to discredit what he did do during those four years uh, and unfortunately I—you you know I don't know I don't know if it's affecting him I mean he's running again and he's going to be the nominee um, you know I don't think anybody could take him out even DeSantis I mean his poll numbers are terrible so I don't, it's terrible what they do to him, but you're right. The history of men in power um, and how they are with women is the tale as old as time. You're right.
3: Yeah. It's, it's very unfortunate, but it is accurate. And I wish more people would open their eyes to that Mm. and maybe keep an open mind because the United States needs to be run like a business. Right. And that is my, my opinion. It's my theory. (laughs) It's, and Donald Trump ran it like a business. Well, it works, And that's right? how we need to do it. And we would not be in the situation with our debt right now if it were run like a business. And that's how it has to be run. We are not a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. We are a country. Mm-hmm. We have borders. We have business to do. We have things to do. We have to keep progressing. And stopping the leaders from doing that is... is is. Asinine. So mm-hmm. I do hope that this, that Donald Trump gets reelected mm-hmm. and I guess th- that's basically all I have to say. A, well, I mean, you brought some
1: really great points up um, and I, and I agree with you on all of them. um. You know, it's, they're, they're really focusing on these things for him when it's, it's historically this happens all the time. Bill Clinton in most recent memory. Um, and you're right, our country needs Trump again. Um, and you're right about how it was run. And, uh, you know, he did a great job. Those four years were, I would use the word magnificent. Um, if it weren't for the fact that the left was trying to dismantle everything that he was building, it would have been perfect. But, I mean, it was a really magnificent four years. I don't know if we're going to see the exact same thing if he gets reelected because I think the left has been able to, they've seen his cards and they know how he operates. And I think they're going to really try to thwart everything that he attempts to do. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see the purity of what those first four years of him were like, but I'll take, I'll take my chances with them, and uh, anything is better than what we have right now, that's for sure.
3: Absolutely. And one last question. Mm. In your opinion, do you think possibly that having longer terms would be more beneficial to the United States that way a leader can set policies in place and see them to fortitude to to see them to the end right that's um, a, just
1: yeah that's a great question idea. i'm going to let's let's leave that question open i'm going to take a break let's see what other callers have to say about that do we think that having the ability to stay on longer than are you saying so make it longer than 4 year term or extend the ability to go more than two terms
3: or either I or I was thinking longer either or, but I I personally was thinking longer than a four term. Okay. A let's see what our term.
1: let's see what our listeners say. Uh we're going to take thanks Pat, Steve, for the call. I appreciate you. Um thanks, let's Jeff. yeah, let's take a break. That question from the caller is out there for anybody who'd like to answer at 508-996-0500. Do you think that the presidential term should be longer than 4 years so that the active president has more time to see their plan come to fruition? We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to South Coast tonight on 1420 WBSM. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. Um, little bit of programming info. Marcus will be back tomorrow. I'm not sure if Chris will be, but Marcus will definitely be back. I know that he was filling in in the morning for the morning mayor, Phil. So tomorrow, South Coast is back on track, uh, with your regularly scheduled host or hosts. I will be back on Saturday for the Jess Machado show. Uh, we're also kind of, kind of getting back on schedule with that as well. Um, by the way, If you, uh, have anybody that is interested in talking about anything going on and wants to come on the show on Saturday, I have a bunch of free times where I'm trying to fill in with people and guests and it's, it's kind of booking up really quickly. So if you or anybody wants to come on and talk about anything, by the way, especially anything involving our veterans, I really kind of, um, you know, want to prioritize, uh, any, anything going on or any events and things that can help our veterans, please let me know. Um, You can always send a message in the app chat and the team will get it back to me. Um, But if you or someone else needs to come on and have a cause or a reason to chat, feel free. Um, I'm also planning like my one-year anniversary show, which is coming up in July, and I'm looking to book some guests and things like that. Um, And I don't know if it's ever been done before, but I would like, like listeners to be able to come in. Like I don't... I don't know. Like, does anybody else do that? But I think we should have listeners to be able to come in. The safe ones, not the ones that yell at me. There have been a few few good ones um, that have given me a hard time. But I don't know. I have a vision for, like, my one-year celebration. It's a big deal for me. I love my show. I think it's great. <laughs> so I want to have a big like one-year bash, anniversary special. Um, if I had to pick my guest list for it, I would definitely invite Anthony Amore. He is probably one of my favorite people. I met him during the campaign when he was running for state auditor. Um, fun story, I had a standout for Sheriff Hodgson in the morning in Taunton. And I was leaving there and coming straight here to do the show. And I was still really new at like booking my guests and things like that. And Anthony was at the event with his team. And, you know, I finally got to meet him. I went over and I've already spoken to him. He had been a call-in guest. And I was like, hi, Anthony, it's so nice to meet you. And, you know, so we caught up and we chatted or whatever. And then when, you know, we were getting ready to be done, he's like, all right, I'll meet you over at the studio. And I was like, wait, are you coming in today? He's like, yeah, you booked me to come in today. I was like, oh my God, shoot. So here I am. I'm like, like out at this event sweating buckets in a Hodgson t-shirt. I ran home super fat. H- had I not had a guest, I wouldn't have even cared. I would have just come here and been all sweaty and gross by myself. But it was like he and his team and like so I ran home, jumped in the shower, changed Barely made it here with like a second to spare. And then I had like what I considered a really great interview with Anthony. He taught me so much about the state auditor's position and um, he's unbelievably knowledgeable and he's been one of my favorite people to talk politics with Um uh, he's a mentor i'm sure he does it's reluctant <laughs> but um you know i i throw ideas off of him and i lean on him for advice and because of this show i met him and i consider him a friend and he's just such a great person and boy did we miss out on him being in a leadership role in this state um and uh he you know, uh, didn't get a fair shake at Auditor. Uh, the Master U.P. being in such disarray did really, you know, it harmed his, his candidacy and his campaign. There's just no other way around it and, um, Another time in another place, uh, with a different leadership team at the, the helm of the Mass GOP, we could have seen a win, um, from Anthony and he, he certainly would have, uh, done it justice. But anyway, if I have a guest list, Anthony Amore is on it. Like if I had a really crazy guest list, I'd like to have Governor Baker come back. I didn't get to interview him. I never got to talk to him. Um, he was already on his way out. And so I got to go to the, uh, lone walk, um, at, the, um, in Boston when he was getting, you know, his last walk down the state house steps. I got to go to that. I got to go to, um, his big party that he had. Uh, I just never got to meet him. So that would be fun, right? <laughs> I don't know. Who else should I have as a guest? I want to throw like a party. Tim Weisberg's probably going to listen to this. He's like, we can't do that. Sorry. Um, I also have some really bad news to report. Um, I killed Kevin. Um, (laughs) I'm surprised at how effortless it was. Listen, this fly got in my face. It got on my lip. It creeped me out. He landed right in front of me. I just gently put my hand down and I squashed him and he's he's on the side of me and during the next break I'm going to go and get something to clean it up and maybe give him a proper send off I thought for sure maybe my peaches were going to entice him and he just kind of hang out over there he didn't want to do it Um and so rest in peace Kevin the fruit fly Uh you were beloved um, member of our team here at WBSM and I'm really sorry to see you go <laughs> I can't believe I killed him I'm sorry everybody <laughs> Yikes. All right, let's, let's kind of wrangle things back in, shall we? Um, okay, so uh, the, the caller had asked a question. So the caller was proposing a longer term than four years so that they have more time to get things done. Um, you know, I was just talking about this at a local level in in Somerset, and I know it's very, oh my gosh, by the way, shout out and congratulations To Alex Haggerty, he is in Abington um, Board of Selectmen, or is it City Council? Gosh, I don't... It's got to be Board of Selectmen. But Alex was named the chair yesterday. Um, you know, they had their reorganization and he was voted chair. And I know it's a personal accomplishment from him. Alex is a conservative. He's a Republican. Um, he is uh, part of the Log Cabin Republicans, which represent the LBGTQ community within the party. Um, he's fun. He's smart. Um, he, you know, like the best of us, sometimes get a lot of heat and uh, stuff online and he's just handled it really well. I'm very impressed. Um, and, you know, I worked with him on the Trump campaign. I met him. Um, I'll never forget. I was doing a Trump zoom call for the campaign that the sheriff was running and it had anybody who's everybody on the call and uh to just talk about you know what we were doing and there's Alex with a rainbow make America great again hat um and he had on like a red um like jacket and he was um just so animated but super motivated and smart and uh, I think he's really great for the party because he's young um too because he's on the spectrum actually i I believe he um I can't remember so I don't want to misspeak. I felt like it might have been Asperger's syndrome, which my son actually has as well um and he's also part of the minority of the lgbtq community, and I feel like sometimes you know. It's great to have a conservative member of that group um, that has like a smart head on their shoulders when they're talking about these issues. So Alex was named the uh, chairman of his board of selectmen or city council and congratulations to him. Very proud of him. Um, but we... We're talking recently about this at a local level. In Somerset, we have a three-person board of selectmen. There is and there was talk about trying to make this five um, and we would have had to put something on our warrant for the town meeting to try to see where the voters felt this this could be. But every year we have a different election so every year it changes. Um, and I feel it's, it's a little inconsistent. I, I feel very similar to what the caller was saying. Sometimes you need a little bit more time. In Fall River, Paul Coogan is running again for re election. Um, He ran again um, after winning um, the other. um, I might be wrong on this. He won against Jaisal and then he ran for re election against uh, City Council President Cliff Pont. He lost. uh, He won. Cliff Pont lost. And now he's running again. And as much as I, I don't really love Coogan because he is definitely the good old boy network, uh, the, the Highland Housewives Mafia over there is strong. Uh, I gotta say, I like the consistency with the recalls of Flanagan, with the recall attempt of Jazel, with the Jaisal situation. Fall River needs some consistency. I'm, I'm on board with Coogan, um, you know, jumping back into this and staying at least offering the city that uh sam sutter is in that race though and that's another plot twist too because sam sutter served um after the recall of flanagan he won that special of election did not win again after that when he ran uh and he's back again more punishment (laughs) he just wants wants more punishment let's try the phone lines hold on let me try uh hi caller you're live with jess
0: yeah, oh, there you are. There, I, I did it. Where you went to. Hi, Don. I still yeah. don't know
1: how to do the phones. I'm trying.
0: <laughs> it's all right. and With practice.
1: Yes. What's uh, going do on? You
0: have your humming, do you have your hummingbird feeder out?
1: No, I don't. I don't have one. Hey,
0: get them out. Uh, they're up here in Stoughton already.
1: So those are the ones with like the, they're red with the little yellow flowers, right? And it's just sugar
0: water? That's it. Yeah. That's Stick it. Stick them on the window.
1: Yeah. So you have some?
0: Yes, yes. Matter of fact, uh, the hummingbird came... But we didn't have the feeder out. Oh. And the, the hummingbird went exactly to where the feeder had been last year.
1: Oh, so it knew, it remembered.
0: Yeah. So you can't yes. let them
1: down. You have to get it out there. They remember. Oh,
0: yeah. No, you gotta, you got to get it out there. Are you a so. bird watcher? Oh, two degree, yes. Yeah. I, I enjoy the outdoors.
1: I, I'm obsessed with the birds in my neighborhood. I just got one of those clear um, uh, bird feeders that you can stick on the window so that you okay. can kind of, like, see oh, them coming. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really excited to see that, but I love no. I love
0: watching birds. No, yeah, the birds will appreciate it. Now, yeah. two quick points. Yes, sir. Uh, the situation with Trump,
4: mm.
0: um, how is the action that allowed the um, women to make claims for one year, how is that equal justice mm. under the law?
1: This was a bill that someone had proposed, which I, you know, my conspiracy theory was like, why is it New York, right? It just so happens to be where this woman was and Trump was. Yep. And, you know, they, yep. they, they pushed this bill. It it passed. And now here we are. It was a one-time thing. It seems crazy to me.
0: And what was the need for that? Remember, the, the Supreme Court in Martel stated that every law must be based upon concrete conditions of need. Concrete. In other words, something that lasts for a thousand years. How, how, you know, I'm stupid. I mean, I got a degree in engineering, but I mean, how does this apply? And how is it, how many other people were charged, too, under this law well, in New York? That's Do you know? that's
1: a great point. Um, Don, and I actually was thinking about that because, you know, me, I like statistics. Right. So earlier I was saying, you know, you know, I'd like to say how many other people have been charged or accused of rape in Bergdorf Goodman. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Mm-hmm. So I'd like yes. to know this as well. How many people took advantage of this one year, you know, opportunity to file? I think that's a very exactly. interesting point.
0: Has Trump's lawyer looked into this or not?
1: I, I you know, I expected more uh, digging. I mean, I was talking and I started to talk a little bit about it, but this story out of Canton with this police officer that got killed—you know—they claimed, yeah, next door. yeah, you know. So by this, his girlfriend, right? They said she backed into him, and now she's charged with murder. And thankfully, she had the money to pay for an attorney. And this guy started digging and found, you know, the guy's records of his uh, um, Apple Watch that showed. You know he was alive. It showed that he was in the house. So based on the whole theory of her backing into this guy, right, that wasn't true because he was in the house. He was alive in the house. So this this attorney was really digging and working and thinking outside the box. I wish the Trump attorney team had done that um, and even brought some of this stuff up because I think they were just basically taking the stance, hey, you know what? This is all a lie. We don't even take it seriously. Uh, We don't even need him in the room. And it backfired because Because he's in New York, and these people are just chomping at the bit to convict him of anything. Um, And they did it.
0: They're they're trying to keep him dirty until the next election just to prevent him. But, you know, again, there has to be concrete conditions. Mm. And if that's not the case, as the Supreme Court says, the law is not valid.
1: Let's see if so we can get some. Not valid. Let's, well, that's an interesting point. Let's see if we can get yeah. some data on how many people filed charges on that. I've there got you to, go. You're,
0: you're, you're the person in the bird seat here. Yeah,
1: that's, you're in charge of that, Don. Call me on
0: Saturday with some oh, data. Oh, No. <laughs> All right. Uh, second quick point here. Go ahead. I, I was at the listening tour mm-hmm. in Brockton the other night. Okay. Where legislators are going around the state trying to get uh, any input on gun laws. Okay. Well, as it was, I was the first one up. And I noted to them, a lot of people do not understand why we have the right to keep and bear arms. And just quickly, uh, Jessica. Go ahead. The Suffolk Resolves were written in 1774 by uh, Dr. Joseph Warren. It was over here in the Milton-Canton area. They were then sent down to the First Continental Congress, which adopted the Suffolk Resolves. Mm. And in the Suffolk Resolves, under Article 11, it states that all colonists were to learn the art of war, and for that purpose, appear under arms weekly. Now, why why were these people so fearful of England that we needed to learn the art of war and practice? You've heard of Cromwell. Yes. And Cromwell beheaded King Charles. The royalists fled England, and this was in 1649. 1649. Mm-hmm. Some went to Scotland, some went to Wales, some went to Ireland. Well, the ones in Wales and Scotland weren't, trees so dearly but when cromwell got to ireland jessica he killed off 40 percent of the population there
3: Hmm.
0: all right so the the people here in milton dr joseph warren and the colonists realized that england did not take kindly to people who um disobeyed the law be they the republic under the cromwell or the king under king george So this is why we have the right to keep and bear arms, and this is before there's a United States of America or a Constitution. And because it is part of the organic law, the Suffolk Resolves, that law still stands today. But Madison stated it all in Federalist 49, and I'll finish up here. In Federalist 49, Madison stated that the rights of the people would always be secure from government infringement based upon constitutional limitations. And what Madison was saying was unless it is allowed in the Constitution for public servants to act upon, Jessica, they cannot do it. And I told the folks on the, on the august body there behind the, the desk, nowhere in the Massachusetts Constitution, the federal constitution or any constitution in the United States, is there any authority for public servants to act upon firearms. So every law under Congress regarding guns and in Massachusetts are unconstitutional.
1: Hmm.
0: And there was silence. I was just going to say,
1: did they say anything to that?
0: They they could not. Hmm. And I don't know if they understood what I was saying. <laughs> it's but a- unless they're allowed to act on, on a certain topic or subject, Jessica, hmm. they cannot. As Matt, don't argue with me, Jessica. Hmm. It's what Madison, the father of the Constitution, said.
1: Don from Stoughton, always educating myself as well as our listeners on all of this information. I appreciate that. I have to take a break. You have some homework to do. Look into how many people filed those uh, charges on people after this bill went into place in New York. And My letter Saturday. to the
0: editor will be in the New York Post and the New York Daily News and a few other papers.
1: Oh, well, let, let me know all about that.
0: Well, well, I can't, we'll I've got to take a
1: break, but let me know. All right, Jessica. all right. Bye, Thank Don. You. Have a good night. Alright, no. all right. that's Bestie Don. I've got to take a break. Besties, 508 500 I know I had a couple of callers that were calling while Don was um, talking, but I'd like to give him his time. He doesn't always get it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after this.
0: 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. 100. They know the local issues from the inside out, and they call it like they see it. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Ferro are back with more South Coast Tonight on WBSM.
1: All right, hi besties, welcome back. Let's try um, the phones again. I, uh, I'm, I'm good now at bringing people on, but I'm not good when more than one person calls and I have to put them on hold. I don't know how to do that. I ultimately drop the first caller, and that's not fair. So I just let everybody call, and then they hang up and. I need help. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding. No, it's not even... Wait.
4: Um,
1: hi, caller. Thanks for holding.
4: Hello there. It's Reverend Jim Jones. Hi. Hi. Ah, do you like Kool-Aid? <laughs> what? You don't know about the Kool-Aid the Trump supporters been drinking? No. No. What? are you talking about like jim jones li- are you, are you, i think he's a god
1: are you talking about like jim <laughs> jim jones lions what are you talking about because we got that you know, thing
4: going it's the kool-aid kook
1: i yeah i know well i mean what we, trump, all trump
4: supporters no, I, are did, I think a lot of trump supporters are out of their mind some I'll are give you a free pass you're a die Republican, but
2: <laughs> some republic the
4: majority of the trump supporters are nuts
1: they they can be they not the majority they, they can be. There are. It's just like the left. A few crazies shouldn't make the, all the Democrats
4: look bad, like right? Jessica, I'm not just. Excuse me. Very sorry to insult you, Elizabeth Warren. What? Elizabeth Warren's a kook.
1: Oh no! I no. I agree. What I'm saying is, I've. Listen, I've, I held a Trump rally one time with 300 people. Everybody was nice, polite. Most people had American flags, not even Trump flags. And we had one guy that showed up with a Confederate flag that had a noose hanging from the end of it. Guy was absolutely tapped. Wouldn't listen to me. Said, you know, uh, I could go F myself. I mean, did he represent all the other Trump people there? No, of course not. He was crazy. But the rest of them were normal people. Well,
4: wow. The only way to fix this problem problem is to do what our ancestors did in the Great Depression, and that's called Unite. Right. Stop fighting each other and unite. And I do think we need a new leader all together, not Biden, not Trump.
1: Who do you think it should of... be?
4: I don't know at this point. There is nobody. <laughs> We're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Slip a coin.
1: Would you vote for DeSantis if he, if he decides to? Absolutely
4: Trump? not. I would not vote for that. Nothing.
1: Okay. So, what about RFK Jr.?
4: Um, I don't know. I have been I have been looking into him a little bit, but I don't know enough about him other than he's got a good name to him, but mm-hmm. it's a cursed name too. Look at the history of that poor family.
1: Yeah, he literally just came out yesterday or Sunday night. He was on a podcast and he said he knew that the CIA was responsible for his brother's—I mean, his um—his uncle's death.
4: He, well, he- if he's like his uncle, we could definitely use that. And you'd agree with that as
1: well, I think. Well, I mean, the Democratic Party of the 60s, of the Kennedys, is not the Democratic Party of today.
4: And the Republican Party today right. is not the Republican Party of yesterday. I, listen,
1: I've, I've said publicly, I am a little distracted by JFK Jr., I, uh, RFK Jr. It is distracting to me because I was already following him during COVID because he was anti-COVID vax, And so... His theories on Fauci and being involved in this whole thing and the government, I I was sold on that, and we needed to hear somebody say that publicly. And I was like, wow, he's coming out and he's saying this. So I was, he's already on my radar. I was very surprised he threw his name into the ring here. Um, I I think his poll numbers, the last poll that I could find, his poll numbers are the same as DeSantis, and that's nothing to ignore. That's a uh, and it's growing. Um, so I'm very interested to see how he you know brands himself and what his team puts together. Uh, I think he could really attract some Republicans. I know some Republicans that have left the party that are all in on RFK Jr. It's crazy to me.
4: Well, we'll have to see. We'll have I to really see. think it's going to be it's going to be a flip coin. Mm. Biden to Trump.
1: Oh well, I mean, we have to take Trump over Biden. We can't keep doing this. We can't uh, know, afford I
4: can't, it. I ain't going to show up the vote.
1: <laughs> oh no! There you is. have to. You have to vote. You have to vote.
4: Maybe and, I'll vote I'll Congress out of there. Your Congress is a joke. I'm sorry. It is Marjorie Taylor Green, Kevin McCarthy, Boebert, they need to go. Well,
1: I don't like Boebert, and I, I really don't like Marjorie Taylor Green. I like Kevin. I think he's doing a great job. Wolverine
4: um, acts tough. You can beat the crap out of Wilbert. You know, these, all these women, yeah,
1: I mean, these women are, are making, like, a spectacle of themselves. Like, Marjorie Taylor Greene and, like, her stuff, like, with the spy balloon, you know, where, walking around uh, with that. It, it's just too much for me. And the calling out, listen, she's screaming out in chambers, right, during the vote and everything. Like, acting just so feral and unruly. It gives us a bad name. So, I think people does, need to yeah. just settle down. You know, settle down.
4: And meanwhile, everybody's just sitting back laughing.
1: Yeah, you're, I agree. All right, Bestie, I got to take another break. Have a good night. Bye, you too. All right, let's take a break. Uh five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I am Jess. We are uh, going to end the hour right after this break, and then we'll start hour three together. How about that? Okay. Be right back. All right, besties. Welcome back to the end of the second hour of South Coast Tonight. In a plot twist that nobody expected, a second fruit fly has come out of hibernation. It went directly over to where the carcass of Kevin is. It got on top of it and was like walking around it. um, And then it stepped off to the side and I squished (laughs) that one too. (laughs) So now I have two dead fruit flies. On. <laughs> There's been a murder. <laughs> Another murder. Listen, I don't know where the other one came from. And now it's making me question every single solitary thing that I've known to be true. Has there always been two fruit flies and they've just never come out at the same time? Would one come out and like tag team the other one and he'd go away and the other one would come back? Why did I never see two before? Why was it always one? And I can't, now my, my, were they married Did I kill the husband? And then the wife came out and saw and was like silently screaming at me. What did you do? And then was trying to resuscitate him while she was standing on top of him. And then she stepped off to the side probably to catch her breath and say, I'm pregnant. And now I'm going to have to raise these children alone. And I killed her too. (laughs) (laughs) Things get a little crazy in the studio at night. I don't know, dude. There's two dead fruit flies. I don't see any other ones. If a third one comes out, that's it. Then I feel like we've been duped this whole time, but I, I, I can't deal with them anymore. Rest in peace. We also need to come up with a name for Kevin's wife. I don't know what it is. Ah, okay. Um, in the third hour, I would like to talk. I want to talk about Hunter Biden, but I'm kind of like, I'm a little over it. There's a lot of stuff with Hunter out there. The, here's the number two things you're going to know. It is possible that charges may be coming against Hunter for two things. One, tax evasion or something to do with his taxes. He had some sort of outstanding liability with his taxes. He paid it off, which he said has been over a million dollars. But it doesn't necessarily matter that you paid it off. It's how you filed them. And so there could be some sort of, you know, crime with that. And the DOJ may come down with something in regards to his taxes. The other is that he applied to get a gun and on that application, he lied and said that he didn't have a past history with substance abuse or whatever. Uh, I didn't know that that was even a question that they ask. Um, that would be a great question um, to ask, like Toby from Cape Gun Works. Uh, and I'll probably ring him and ask him. You know, how does I don't know. I I don't I don't have a gun, so I don't know. Um, but. He could get charged with something involving that as well. Now, there's that. He was just in the news for this whole situation with his child that he has never met. That's a little bit more of a shiny distraction to me. So I'm still looking at London Roberts's Instagram and seeing what she's doing. Um So I don't want to give Hunter any more time. I do want to talk about how there is a uh, school district out in Colorado that basically ran a slate of conservative candidates and took over the school committee there and are making big changes really fast. Uh, Some I like, uh, let's say the majority of them I like, some I don't love, but we're going to talk about that and how parents...